Yeah, welcome back to the Continuous Call team. Well, there's one man missing from our coverage this season, and he's not only an extremely popular member of our team, he's a much-loved rugby league identity who's been involved in the game for over 50 years. I've had the privilege of sitting next to David Morrow in our commentary box since Thirsty made the move from the ABC to the Nine Radio Network in 2015. In that time, he's become a great mate and a mentor. And I've said this to him privately, and I'll say it publicly today, he's like a second father to me, Davey. The love and respect we all have for David Morrow is immeasurable. As you can appreciate, it's been extremely upsetting since Thirsty told us all that he'd been diagnosed with brain cancer. He's now undergoing treatment, which has forced him to step back from his commentary duties with the continuous call team. And I'll say this, they are impossible shoes to fill. Ray Hadley described him recently as the most versatile sports commentator in Australia and his career, well, it speaks for itself. 44 years of calling first grade rugby league, Eight Olympic Games, six Commonwealth Games. He was awarded an OAM in 2005 and inducted into the SCG Media Hall of Fame last year. And I know I speak on behalf of Daryl Broman, Mark Riddell and Josh Morris in saying it was such an honour to play a small part in that announcement. He's provided the soundtrack to so many memorable moments in Australian sport. The outpouring of love and support for Davey since his diagnosis just emphasises the enormous amount of respect everyone has for him. We're talking everyday sporting fans to footballers to Olympians. He's made an enormous amount of friends throughout his broadcasting career and what we are doing is all rallying around him and his family at this extremely difficult time. So I thought given it is our first show for 2024 and we'd love to have him with us over here in Las Vegas, I've got the great man himself, David Morrow, on the line with me now. G'day, Davey. I'd get lost in Las Vegas with you and Biggie and uh, Daryl. I mean, you'd, you'd lead me astray. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing about you, Dave. You certainly know how to how to have a good time. Yeah, that's true. But I don't don't enjoy playing poker machines. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I'm sure all you need is a bar stool, a bar, a nice cold beer, and you'd make friends with people from around the world and tell them what you thought of Las Vegas. Give me an empty scooter and I'll get Ricky Stewart running the length of the field at Manchester in 1990. Ricky still reckons he did run the length of the field. <laughs> I, I'll say this, Dave, you sound fantastic. Um, the, the one thing that um, has really shone through, and, and I said that in my introduction, is the enormous amount of love and respect that's out there for you at the moment. Have you been blown away? Yeah, I was blown away. I was very humbled by Ray and all of the incredible support I got when Ray made the announcement, and I know my kids were blown away, and so was my wife. It was amazing, uh, the response. What we got was uh, emails and phone calls, and it just, uh, yeah, well, you know how emotional I can get, mate. So, yeah, it did. It made it, all of a sudden, you went very humble. I just, uh, I didn't think I'd done that much, but I just know that all I've done is my daughter, when she came home from holidays, wrote on a little whiteboard, to be grateful, and that's what I'm really looking at life and saying. I'm so grateful for everything that's happened in the 53 years since I left school. I've been so lucky. I mean, really, honestly, Mark, not many people could achieve what I've achieved and enjoyed what I've enjoyed, and Ray would back me up. We've been lucky enough in our lives to roll up the sporting events from one end of the world to the other, get a car park on most occasions, stroll up to the, to the doors, walk in, get up the escalators or up the lift, and we walk as of right to the best seat in the house. And guess what? Not only do we see the best sporting event, 
We get paid to do it. Mm. And that's what I've done for 50 years. Tell me that's not something to be grateful for. Well, mate, I'm, I'm grateful just being able to sit next to you and, and learn from someone like you. And I know I know Daryl and, and Piggy and Josh and, you know, Paul Gallon. we all like to have a bit of fun with you and sometimes at your expense. But uh, we all respect what you've done. And, and like I say, the, the soundtrack that you've provided for, for so many great moments in Australian sport. David, having known you for a few years now, I, I know that you've always been uh, very uh, grateful and also praise the, the medical services we have in this country. How is the treatment going, mate, and, and how are you feeling? Actually, I feel phenomenal. People come round to see me and they look at me. I know a few couple of mates up from Gundagai recently and said, I opened the gate and they said, is that you? I said, yeah. They said, we expected to see someone with walking sticks and all this and a, and a frame. I said, no, I'm all right. I said, honestly, I said, it's just amazing. But the staff at Prince of Wales and Walter, where I went for some rehab, absolutely outstanding. I couldn't have... I couldn't have asked for any better medical uh, service whatsoever. I don't want to open any old wounds here, Dave, and to, to go back to before Christmas, but but, but I, I, a lot of people have asked me the question, when when did Davey know something was wrong? Was, was there any warning signs prior to the diagnosis? Warning signs were basically, I was trying to get into a cab a couple of times from Christmas parties, or let's just say a long lunch. I couldn't lift my left leg up to get into the back seat. And they were like warning signs. Then when my daughter said I left the hot water tap on all night one night, that was a warning sign. But the big warning sign came on the 18th, week before Christmas. I was walking along the side of the pool, and thankfully Christine was there scooping some leaves out. Yes, Daryl, I wasn't scooping the leaves out. <laughs> um, and I fell in the pool. But the fact is that the reaction was I couldn't swim, and I didn't have the wherewithal to stand up and get to the side of the pool. So Christine immediately knew there was something wrong and she said, we're going to Prince of Wales tomorrow morning and the rest is history. Went to Prince of Wales, the brilliant staff at Prince of Wales, after hearing what I'd been through, made the diagnosis straight away, down for a CAT scan, um, MRI the next day and then they told me that they were going to operate. Originally they were going to operate and take it out and then uh, one of the smart, oh, they were very smart, they said, if we take that out, you might have you mightn't have enough left to be able to put it all together. So mm. they they did a biopsy and then the biopsy came back and they told me a few weeks later that what I had and what I had in front of me was radiation and, and chemo, which a lot of people go through. And it um tell you what breaks your heart, Mark, is when you you're seventy and you cop this and then you pick up the newspaper and find out all these five year old kids that are going through it. And all you do is it just breaks your heart. It breaks your heart to see these parents have to go through what they're going to go through. But, yeah. you know, look, um, I don't wish it on anyone. Davey, you mentioned Christine, your, your darling wife. Um, I know prior to, to this all happening, you were talking about going on holidays with your wife, Christine, who's been by your, your side. She's been your rocket. Is that still the plan, pending a medical clearance? Yeah, mate, we'll do that if we get a chance. Don't worry. And the doctors have been pretty uh, upbeat that I'm going to be able to do some of that, so it'll be good. Yeah, mate, without her and the scoop, I might have drowned in the pool that day. Oh, dear. I mean, fair dinkum, she'd she be able to get some prawns out of some of these rivers when the prawns were running, <laughs> I can tell you that. you still got your sense of humour, Davey. That's what I love about you. Now, now tell me, now, it's just you and me chatting at the moment. The boys are listening to this chat, as in uh, Daryl and, and Piggy and Josh. Mate, what's the big man going to do this year? He's going to be lost without you. Oh, he's got Phil for us to help him. <laughs> I noticed he had Phil for us to help him on the weekend. I noticed that... Uh, 
that he uh, you know, he was telling me that his dead set going to get into the first class lounge before he goes to Las Vegas. We all know that Pilferus can work his way in any into any first class lounge throughout the world. Now you're telling me that Piggy's got a rort running. Mm. Yeah, two extra days in Vegas because they couldn't get him home on a business class flight the next day after the game. Only Piggy could organise that. <laughs> it's only a rod if you're not in it. You know the rules, Davey. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's only a rod if you're not in it. Now, I can't let you go. Predictions for 2024. You've covered the game longer than most. Uh, what are your thoughts this year on our premiers, our grand finalists, and any other big improvers in rugby league this year? I'm going to stick with Penrith. I think that, you know, he's such a good coach. They've got so many good players. And I know it was a bit of a hiccup against Wigan. They were a bit stiff, I think, that couple of decisions that went against them, but I, I still think they're going to be the hardest to beat. Uh, looking at teams that might might improve dramatically, uh, I'm not sure. Look, I, I'm never going to wipe Manly off while ever Tommy Krabojevic is playing. And while ever Cherry Evans is playing, I think they've got some real talent, Manly. They've got those big forwards, and they've got some very, very capable backs. Uh, and I just, I just like the way they're going. And you're a fool if you ever wipe Melbourne off. Somehow, Melbourne last year, I know they had a slow start, but they, they looked all right the other day. Um, and, mate, you know full well everyone's going to put money on the Roosters mm. because you you just got to back them. And, and your mob, well, if they find their form, they can beat anyone South Sydney. Yeah, They've matters. got a back line, that, back line that's as good as any team in the world. Mm. Well, it's going to be a great season. Um, we're going to miss you, Davey. You're a much-loved and cherished member of the continuous call team. I'm going to miss having you alongside me at the footy and listening to your wonderful voice describing the football. And, you know, we're all thinking of you. We're all in your corner. And on behalf of our listeners, thank you for your service to Australian sport. We love you. We're going to miss you on the airwaves this year, Davey. But if there's anything we can do to help you, we're only a phone call away. You know that, OK, mate? Thanks, Mark, and uh, it's been an honour to work for the Continuous Call team. Great team of blokes. Absolutely special, special time. As my wife said to me during all of this, she'd never, ever heard me once in my life say I didn't want to go to work. Now, that's what I say, something worth being grateful for. We love you, mate. We'll catch you soon, all right? Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everyone. There he is, David Morrow. Gee, I wish he was here with us. David Morrow joining us. Uh, he's got a battle ahead of him, but it's a fight that he's up to and uh, ready for. David Morrow, our mate, our colleague, here on the Continuous Call Time.